but it's like, hey, great to have you on my show. Uh, so happy to be here. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? It is episode 191, Ted, and I just want you to know I will never poke fun at Anne. You won't? I don't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> Man, is that the news? I mean, all this war in Ukraine and stuff, and it's Will Smith punching out. Slapping. He really slapped. Um, well, slap. Slapping Chris Rock. Chris yes. Rock, yeah. Yes, it is It is. It is. Uh, all-encompassing. It is, it is uh, inundating the whole world, yes. You know, I was reading today or YouTubing today or I was something mm-hmm. today, probably all the above. <laughs> and it's it's like they want to kick him out of the academy. Yeah. And he says, you can't kick me out. I'm going to quit I the quit. academy. <laughs> and I'm just like, really? Is he playing that game? And yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's what it is. But Eight, 84 million within the first uh, few hours. So 84 million what views? views wow the japanese version of uh of, of it because it has the uncensored will smith in the in this in the audience oh i see oh, i gotta watch that send it to me when you get a chance oh yeah yeah i will send yeah it. i'll send it to you i'm sure you okay you didn't so yeah you saw all of the commentary and all the stuff surrounding it and everything and... exactly right but yeah i'd like to see the japanese one where it's like the actual like yeah the unedited the uncensored part you know yeah exactly because yeah otherwise that, i mean that that puts it in context right right yeah otherwise it's what uh, it's what they want you to be edited for whatever and i don't know but <laughs> anyway let's get into some beers and then we can talk weak. okay i got a big one what do you have to go Oh, yeah, I have a big one as well. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. We're we're challenging each other. So I went to Handy Market this morning. Okay. And uh, it's Friday, so we do fish Fridays. We do no meat on Friday. Okay, very uh, Catholic Italian of you. (laughs) And I did, uh, and I was picking out my beers, and I heard people ordering these breakfast burritos. And I was like, oh, these are some awesome breakfast burritos that I got in line. And in line, I remembered that I can't eat meat, so I can't have chorizo, I can't have sausage. But they got a veggie. They got a veggie breakfast burrito. Is this strictly because of Lent and Ash Wednesday and Easter and stuff, or is this what you guys typically do? No, no, it's only for Lent or whatever this season. Oh, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so for fish for Fridays, we did right, that. right. We, we, we gave something up. We gave up desserts for Lent. Just don't tell me you're giving up big beers. No, 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 big beers. Yeah, you, have, here. you have a job to. <laughs> you have a job uh, at hand here. You, you can't jeopardize Trailer Junkies podcast. Oh no, I would never. I would never do that. Um, so I was there and I heard these guys ordering it. I got in line and I was like, oh no. I was like, they do have the veggie breakfast burrito, but come on. Like you want a veggie breakfast burrito? I was like, instead of getting like no bacon or sausage, you mean? Yeah. Just veggies. And I was like, no, thank you. Dude, I think that's like, I think that aligns with communism. (laughs) So instead of spending $6.99 on the veggie breakfast burrito, I said, Here's a beer that's on sale, a PB Fusion Technique Imperial Stout. PB Fusion, okay. PB Fusion, so it's an Imperial Stout. Imperial Stout, okay. And it was six ninety nine, and it and it rang up, so it was discounted. It was like it was typically like around ten dollars, and then it rang up at seven ninety nine, and I said, um, it actually says six ninety nine on the sign back there, and she was like, Mark, <laughs> Mark's like, yeah, and then she goes, PB Fusion, and he's like six ninety nine, and she's like, okay, and what's the ABV? ABV, ooh, ABV, I can taste it. It is eleven point five. This is a moment that you I have to gloat. I'm sorry. I have to gloat. Please do it. Do it. So I have a McKellar Brewing in San Diego. Oh, I love that. that is, is that the beer we had last weekend? No, it's not, but it's similar. Okay. All right. And it is similar. And uh, it is an 11.7. I beat you by two tenths of a percent. That is awesome. <laughs> well, well done. Yeah. And it is an imperial stout. <laughs> <laughs> it is maple and coffee, so it's very oh, nice. similar to the one that we had last week. But the one we had in the back room was a, the same. That was 14%. And it's the same brewery. It was the same brewery. Oh, my God. This is like tar. Mm, mine, too. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is that's bitter coffee. It's it's like uh-huh. it's like the darkest coffee you can get. And it's almost like you let it sit on the burner for like an extra hour or something. <laughs> and then you and then you then you poured it out and then you scrape the the dark tar off the bottom. <laughs> you have the same beer. <laughs> <laughs> mine is very similar. Okay. Mine, mine has that 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 also the very tar flavor. There's nothing peanut butter about this if it's PB Fusion. It is it is definitely an imperial stout and it is Yeah, this is imperial stout as well. I'm loving it. It says coconut brownie fudge and peanut butter. Oh, yours is more like a dessert stout. Mine is more like a maple and coffee stout. I don't know. Yeah. Yours is like a breakfast stout and mine is a dessert stout. Dude, we both got the memo, man. <laughs> they have a similar beer. I love it. I'm glad we got the memo. So, yeah, the week, man. I want to thank you guys for driving up and paying us a, a surprise visit at the back room. You already made mention about the back room. Yes, yes. And then a dinner at Firestone Brewery. I know. We had a great time. We had a great evening yeah. to cap off our, our day in Solvang. We were like, we we're like, all right, we're going to see them and, you know, and we'll, we'll have to read their cues because if they're on a date night and they just want to be just the two of them we'll just be like hey just want to say hello while our car is charging well it was a date night it's okay we enjoyed having you and uh anytime we get like a double date night yeah 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 double date date night with 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 your children (laughs) well they sat in the car at the back room because no one under 21 well at the back room they did watching a movie they're they're watching uh, cheaper by the dozen in the tesla so they were happy yeah more oh more tesla talk (laughs) tesla that's right (laughs) <laughs> yeah it uh no it was a lot of fun i'm glad you guys drove up i mean it was really thoughtful and you know i mean just yeah i mean making a one day round trip of what is it about what do you think four and a half hours round trip it was probably about yeah that's that sounds about right yeah yeah i, I will say i was alone with the tesla <laughs> tesla on the way back everybody, everybody else was sleeping in the car well yeah you guys i think you well the morning i woke up and you had texted you right? texted we're home i think it said 1205 or something yeah yeah yeah. and you were like not to rub it in i'm going to sleep at like 10 30 you're like <laughs> we're like off. yeah we're on the road i'm like good night <laughs> <laughs> and then the following morning is when i got your text that you guys made it home safe but i mean yeah. obviously i'm glad you made it home safe <laughs> but i wasn't waiting up for the the, the no. message no, you are you are you aren't my parents, so it's all right. Right, right. <laughs> so, and then uh, I guess the second thing this week, um, you could see it in the background right there. Yeah, what is that? Can you read it? Hate, right? Yeah, hate. It's uh, a board game that we got. Oh, nice! And it was a Kickstarter. Oh, okay. With these like. 3d printed models and like it's this huge i mean the thing's got to weigh like 10 pounds or something wow has all this stuff in there and stuff and i mean no kidding when i opened it today Mm -hmm. completely underpriced for what you get (laughs) it was like 120 bucks or something right And you're thinking like oh my god this game's expensive you know i don't know what to expect like i said it's a kickstarter you get it yeah right so it arrives it's 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 unbelievable the amount of stuff that's in this game and how <laughs> robust this game is. Uh-huh. Uh and and it's supposedly it's like for 18 and older. Right. Because it's really like gruesome and hard it's like grim dark fantasy in a sense. Okay. You know, so not heroic fantasy but like that grim dark thing where where like more more like Conan uh versus Marvel. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Have to figure it out. But I put it up there so you can see it. Okay, that's awesome. I, I noticed it before, but I didn't want to didn't want to mention it in case it was part of the show. And it is part of the show. I'm so happy. It is part of the show. <laughs> yeah. And that guy there, that's all in like grayish white. He's he, uh-huh. he's like a barbaric, like Viking sort of a looking dude. Okay. Yeah. Right. So if if it was closer, you would see the details in it. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, even the cardboard on the box. I mean, like the whole thing, the packaging, like everything. It's like Apple worthy. It's like <laughs> that's awesome. As I'm unpacking it, like everything's still in its cellophane and all this stuff, you know. But as I'm unpacking it, I'm just looking at it. I'm like. This is how Apple would do a board game if Apple did a board game. I mean, it was that well done. So, oh, that, I, that's amazing. I can't wait to hear how it plays. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty exciting. So, how about you? Other than visiting us, what else would did you? What else happened this week? So we visited you guys, and then we had our typical work week. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I think, oh, we quiet week for you, quiet week, <laughs> the lawn where we sprayed the, we had the lawn sprayed with, uh, with the weed killer. So it's all weeds. So, so I was going to say now it's all dies. dirt. <laughs> <laughs> we're hoping, we're hoping, you know, so we got a, we got a six month treatment. So we got the first, first treatment this week. So that's kind of a, what does that mean? A six month treatment? Like it's true green. Like they come out every, you know, four to six weeks and they treat the yard. Oh, so they take care of the weeds first and then they start doing like the seeds and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Then they do seed. they do, they do aeration and fertilization and stuff like that. So it's a whole process that gets you a yard in six months back to a yard, maybe in a year, in a year, six, six months, six, four to six months to kill the weeds. And then another same to, Oh wow. That long. Well, you've, our weeds are crazy. Yeah. So are ours, man. (laughs) Sanity. But that's it. So that's our, 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 our story, you know, like going up to Solvang. We went to Solvang last weekend in the morning. Uh, so we got up first thing and we just struck out to, to get to succulent. We like our succulent breakfast. One day, one one time, we're going to go early enough to get to that. What's that? Paula's? Is that the one that's all? Oh, Paula's pancakes? Yeah, because we always, we're always like, all right, we'll check Paula's. And then we call and it's there and it's like two hour waits. Right, it's ridiculous. They cut, they cut the wait list and they say, if if you want, we're going to open the wait list up at 10, 1045 or something like that. And there's already a line an hour long at 1045. So. Exactly. So, and you guys, when you say leave early, I mean, you guys are already leaving at like 7 a.m. Yeah, we left at eight. So you'd have to leave at like five in the morning. No, we left at eight and we got there at 10, 10, 15, 10, 30, something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So we were talking about leaving like six or yeah, we, we could do, we could do 530. We just didn't, you know, cause we, cause we had planned to, you know, dinner with you guys. If, if. Man, you guys are like hardcore. <laughs> 530 in the morning to get to breakfast two and a half hours later. <laughs> I love the the Tesla on rides home like that because it's just like you can sleep. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I literally cannot sleep because you know the camera is always watching you. Oh, is it really? There's a camera on you. Yeah, there's a camera on me, and if I look down at my phone or if I nod off, it sees that my eyes are closed and it it beeps at you. So it beeped at me once or twice, and I was like, oh god. The last thing I want to do is like drive by myself on this. So I got to I got to stay awake. So it doesn't stop. It will eventually. Like if you're out cold, it will come to a stop on the side of the road. It'll come to stop. I don't think it will pull. I don't think it'll pull over, but it'll come to a stop. So then it'll stop. So you get rear ended and die rather than just keep (laughs) driving. Well, it doesn't it doesn't turn off its brake lights. (laughs) Man, they got to work on that algorithm. <laughs> I saw too, like Elon Musk is talking about like, well, and I say I use abandon loosely, but abandoning SpaceX and Tesla for this robot they want to do. Yeah, no, the Tesla bot is amazing. Like, right. I think I think it. I think it's, you know, the release of the Tesla bot will be, you know, the next big thing. It's, you know, it's humanoid in shape. You know, it, it'll fit and do jobs that were designed for humans, but not rewarding or, or, or safe or put the widget in the hole, put the you know, over and over and over a thousand times a day. Right. Right. Yeah. So everything that's not safe or, uh, or completely repetitive, can be taken over by, you know, these robots that will have AI and learn. and Yeah, like disarming bombs or something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting, interesting thing. And then, you know, he's going to, the whole rollout, he's got his master plan part three coming out. So he could drive your Tesla. Yeah, exactly. So if, if the AI and the Tesla didn't work, he could drive it. But I, I love, so they're talking about his master plan part three. Like, you know, he's written a couple of master plans before this. But in Master Plan Part Two, he's his big thing was that your car would earn money for you while you were working, and I just thought that was so awesome. <laughs> like I can't wait, <laughs> you know, some t- some point in the future when my Tesla Y is like fully, you know, level four autonomous, and I can just go to do whatever it is I want to do, and the Tesla's out there Ubering, <laughs> Ubering for me and bringing home some some extra funds, at least paying for himself, you know. I know that sounds good. He you got to put him to work. <laughs> yeah, sounds like. You guys had a, a pretty decent, um, well, maybe calm week might be 
the way to put it. Calm week, yes, yes. Yeah, calm week might be the way to put it. And I think us too. I mean, it was, you know, just kind of hanging out, doing the typical work week, and then the board game hate. And let's get into Top Gun Maverick. That's right. Releasing in May only in theaters. And check this out. This is this uh-huh. is crazy how, how like life works and time gets by. We first talked about this in episode 81. Oh my god. In that episode, I looked it up on that web page. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's this awesome photo of me crossing the finish line in the 2019 Tahoe Trail 100 bu- mountain bike race. <laughs> and I'm signed up to do it again this year. So, oh, that's awesome. But I mean, it's like episode 81. We're pushing like, well, we're 191. 191. Jeez. That's right. And all those weeks off because you guys are like too busy driving a Tesla around. <laughs> No, the new trailer looks cool, though, man. I really like I like this. I I think this is, you know, once again, I think the trailers, especially for these uh, movies that are pushing the theatrical releases, they're pushing it to be a spectacle. And, you know, the way that you see the aerial maneuvers and the aerial combat and the dogfighting in these planes, you just you want to see it IMAX. You want to see it big on the screen. So, oh, man, I could not agree more. Yeah, I I think that's what I so I think there are two things I love about this. And the first one is, is that the cinematic experience, you know, trying to sell the cinematic experience just but without hitting you over the head with it, you know, without saying like, you have to see this in the theater. It's just like, we'll let the images do that for you. And then the second thing is Goose's son. Right. I mean, can you imagine? Right. He's got that that shitty mustache. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, and he's like, my dad trusted you or whatever he said. And he said, I don't want to make the same mistake. And I was like, I got goose goosebumps, so to speak. You got goose goosebumps. <laughs> but what's crazy, though, so when I saw this, my first reaction was, Oh, wow. COVID set this production back. Yeah. When I went back on our website to episode 81 uh-huh. and you see the trailer, it the trailer said 2022. <laughs> so in 2019, they were it was so it was released so early. <laughs> Why would you put out a trailer three years early? Uh, yeah, no, that's insanity. I guess, you know, you got to you got to tease it or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, Tom Cruise, you know, he... you tease it so early. People forget about it. Mm-hmm. It was just so bizarre to me that it came out that early and it had nothing to do with COVID. Why it's coming out now? Because they said 2022. They, they planned it. They planned it this way. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Wow. The production for this thing. I mean, it must be like five years to do this. <laughs> you know, and that's true, too, though. It could be because of like, I don't know, what would you call it, like least time on the airplanes or something? You think so? I, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there's got to be like funding. or I mean, somehow like flying these F-18s around is so expensive or or perhaps the government is using this as one of their like uh, marketing things to like for <laughs> recruiting. Yeah, it's like a recruiting campaign. So the government like says, you know what? Yeah, we'll uh, give you a break on on the cost of the flights and everything, and you know it'll get more people to enlist. Right, right. I don't know because it looks badass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you gonna watch it? I'm gonna see it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I, oh yeah, in the in the movies or wait for streaming. I want to see it in the theaters. I think this is something you could bring the whole family to. My, you know, at least my. my I think it, I, I feel like it could be a whole family movie. I, I we'll agree. See. I'll, I'll hit the common sense media <laughs> before we go, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Like the Batman is not for my son. It's not for children, you know. And no, certainly so. I mean, and I don't know why you need an article in front of it, but I guess you do. It's <laughs> so we we talked about this about whether it's the Batman or the Batman. The Have Batman. you decided yet? <laughs> I said the Batman. I, th- I, th- I like that. I like that way that sounds better. So it's just the Batman. Eh. The Batman. No, no, the Batman. Like, you think the is more... Uh, the Batman. What is it more... What is it? Uh, <laughs> aristatic? What is it called? No. I don't know. Is it more... Is it proper? Is it oh, more excited? More? You think it's more exciting? I'm exclaiming it. The Batman. 
more ex- exclamation. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. We're not talking about that one. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> yeah. I, no. I think uh, the way the way it's done, you know, like you have the women pilots this time around, as opposed to the last time. Yeah. I think it, like they're disarming it in a number of ways mm-hmm. to say like uh, similar to like women's empowerment. Let's say so it, they don't want to make it to where it's adults only. I think they want to make it like women empowered. So like adolescent girls can come in and see it as, oh, wow, that's a possibility. I'm still in high school. Maybe I'll change my career path, go to like Navy college or something, learn to be an (laughs) aviator. And next thing you know, I could be a fighter pilot, too. You know, there you go. I think you're right about like family friendly because I got the message that it's it's to kind of well, I, I hate to say guide, but let young adolescent girls like Audrey, for example, give them the idea, plant the seed that they can do these things too. It's not just left for the boys, you know. It's a widening of of opportunity, right? It's not it's not like it's not permission. They don't need nobody needs permission to do this. Yeah, but exactly. It is, it is it is in the realm of possibilities for for you in your future. Yeah. Right, right. And and I think if you you put a movie like that out in the theater, I think you want all four quadrants to be able to hit it. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. One that probably doesn't hit four quadrants, but might hit two <laughs> is Shining Girls. Yeah. Uh, a series on Apple TV Plus beginning April 29th with Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss. Yes, you're one of, you're a fan, right? You're a big bride what is it? Bridesmaid's Tale fan. <laughs> so so Hold on a second here. I even made note of it. It's first of all, it's The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Didn't you say Bridemaids this week? And I was like, what is he talking about? Last episode, last <laughs> week, you were calling it Bridesmaid's Tale. Oh, I did. That's why you said it in our text. I was like, I think he's wrong. And, and as I was cutting the edit together, you're saying it. I'm like laughing. So I text you. I'm like, Bridesmaid's Tale, LOL. <laughs> and you're probably like, what is he talking about? I was lost. I was lost. And I said it again. I did it again. You did it again, man. Uh, (laughs) The Handmaid's Tale. Uh So uh, Apple's stealing her away from Hulu. Yeah. Well, you know, people are free. You know, these actors, they aren't owned by studios. So does that imply uh, Handmaid's Tale is over? I don't think so. I think, you know. Oh, you think she's fluid and can go back and forth. I think all actors can go with whoever hires them to do whatever project that they see interesting. You know, I think I think that's the beauty of the space that we're in, you know, like. Well, let me ask. You work loosely in this industry. Yes. Oh, it's getting it's definitely getting tighter there. There are things that I want to talk about that I'm like pushing to next week so okay so great just just so you know great can't wait <laughs> little tease a little tease we will definitely we will definitely not take a break so i can't wait so do you so what you're saying is or what i'm getting at is what i'm implying i think is i get the sense that if you have a big show that's a hit for your platform on hulu like the handmaid's tale right part of her contract isn't that you can't jump over to apple to do something there and then you know we want to start filming but we can't film because you're over there and you know and then it it starts to create this yeah this conflict of interest you know or are they just doing both shows at the same time but then it's like your face is so recognizable that people are going to watch it on Apple and think it's The Handmaid's Tale or vice versa. And they're like, oh, I'll just watch this. It's the same thing. Yeah, no. And I think that so I think that is true. And I think Netflix did something early on where they would lock the talent into six picture deals. And Marvel did it, too. They locked a lot of the Marvel main characters into the six picture deals. And that's the way you kind of have to do it, where you make them Garrett, you give them boatloads of cash. And you just if you can throw the cash at them and say, we're going to lock you in for six movies. It's going to be 10 years. And, you know, you're going to need to be available when we shoot these things, you know. And we will pay you handsomely. 
oh yeah, we'll give you back end, we'll give you upfront money, all of the all of the above. So I think there's that, and I and I think maybe with Handmaid's Tale or Ozark or something like that, you can't lock in actors because you don't have. I mean, Handmaid's Tale is a franchise, but it's not going to go on forever. So you don't you don't have the clout or the collateral or even the desire to lock somebody up in a contract like that. You know, like it doesn't hurt you. Hulu has Handmaid's Tale. They're not losing Handmaid's Tale. They will have it and they have great seasons full of episodes for people as they age into a place where they want to see it. I know the book itself is old, right? The book is from another era. Like 80s or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I think. Yeah, like 86. Actually, on, on Ezra Klein's podcast, he just he just uh, <laughs> interviewed uh, Margaret Atwood. Oh, cool. And it, I don't know. You turned me on to that po- podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like you probably yeah. stopped listening. I did. I have stopped listening. Yes, you're that's right. hilarious. <laughs> I listen to my daily Tesla podcast. <laughs> oh God, this guy, all Tesla all the time. No, but I, he he interviewed her. It was like two weeks ago, whatever. And uh-huh. so, okay, this is what drives me crazy about podcasts like Ezra Klein. Uh-huh. He gets someone to interview. Margaret Atwood. Thanks for joining me. Uh, happy to be here. Oh no. <laughs> She's an author, not a public speaker. But over and over and over, like these different podcasts I listen to get these people on. And like, I'm kind of an excitable guy. I, you know, I like being happy yeah. and. Right, right, right. Upbeat. Yeah. Like energetic to be like, oh, my God, I'm behind the mic. I get to do this and I get, I don't even get paid, you know. And, <laughs> but it's like, hey, great to have you on my show. Uh, so happy to be here. <laughs> Now I want to listen to this just for this. I would. I would yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like really, like you don't sound happy to be here. You know, it's oh. like I, I don't know. I just I, I laugh at that kind of stuff every time I hear it, and it's not just his podcast. It's a lot of them where they interview some author, some scholar at MIT or whatever right. it is, and they're just so put off. <laughs> like, I got to do another one of these damn podcasts that nobody cares about or whatever, right? Yeah, you know, the other thing about about Shining Girls, so they, they show the Sun Times scene yes. with the Wrigley building in the background. Right. The Sun Times building, anyway, uh, on the river doesn't exist anymore. It's now a Trump Tower. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, when, I, when I was a commercial industrial painter in the 90s, uh, we had a contract with the Sun Times, and I used to work at the at the Sun Times building all the time. You know, really? Yeah, no, I used to go down there all the time doing painting offices, and it mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. It was like back in the day before like desktop publishing, for example. And they used to have, and maybe they still do, I don't know, but they had the old tables where they did the layouts and oh wow, and all the, it was cool. Yeah, and then my paint <laughs> would splatter all over it, you know. And, <laughs> You're like hot off the presses, hot off the presses, hot off the presses. They can't even read it because Jim's paint splattered. No, but we would paint all this stuff in different offices and things. And but those buildings aren't well. That, that building's not there anymore, and it's all CGI'd. The Wrigley Building in the background CGI'd, and it almost looks cartoonish. It looks awful. Looks not not well produced there. As one who worked in downtown Chicago with that kind of stuff, it it just it's it's far more gritty than what it looked like in this trailer. Right. Eh, it is what it is. I mean, I'll take it for what it's worth. The story looks cool. I didn't know if the story was true or not. I looked it up and best I can tell it is fiction. I thought this was tied to the Stephen King. Oh, okay. I didn't go down that path. I had thought that this was the 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 twin girls that are the ghosts in Stephen the Stephen King thing. Oh, I thought this was a continuation of of that that story. And you know, there, and there's a little talk in the beginning about dreams and stuff. And I know there's a whole there's a whole dream, you know, Doctor whatever his name is, and that Doctor Sleep, you know, and in, in the in the the sequel to The Shining that came out a few years back. So I didn't know if that was, you know, in this lineage. And I'm not a huge, I think you're a bigger Shining fan than I am. So I love The Shining. So I was, I was just like, I was like, maybe, maybe this has something to do with that. Maybe it doesn't. So that's why I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see Got like, it. if they're going to, if they're going to sell into that space. 
Well, and the trailer gets into the foreshadowing in two different ways. Mm-hmm. The trailer itself is like a foreshadow, right? Because you're right. looking at this guy that's sort of a serial killer-esque person. Right. But then they're like right on the nose when the serial killer guy is like torturing the insect by plucking off the wings. Right, right. And it's like, well, yeah, anybody who tortures who tor- who animals. tortures animals is a serial killer, right? <laughs> Isn't that what we learned in like Psych 101 or something or, yeah, exactly. or Abnormal Psych, whatever that class was I had a million years ago? <laughs> so, yeah, he's already a serial killer because he's plucking wings off of bees. Yep. There you go. Telltale, telltale sign. Telltale. How, how can we how can we convey the red herring that is this guy's a serial killer? Oh, we're going to have him rip apart little insects close up. Right. And, you know, the funny thing is, though, I think Apple is is reading my mind. You put that phone. You put the phone too close to your head. That's what it is. No, I exactly. I was planning on canceling Apple. Oh. And they came out with this. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm planning on canceling, though? What's that? Uh, the parents and in-laws are going to be upset. Netflix. Uh-oh, Netflix, really? Well, not canceling, but just putting on the because pause pausing it for a while because we haven't watched Netflix like I probably paid 30 bucks for 2 months and we haven't watched anything on there. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, we've been doing HBO. Yeah. We've been doing Apple. We've been doing Disney. You know, and it's like Netflix hasn't been getting any screen time. The boys might be watching something on there, but it's been getting minimal screen time. So I'm like, let's just pause it for now. Mm-hmm. And HBO is is rocking it. And uh, I mean, I get. Can we get into what we're watching? I guess. Or do you have more to say about uh, Shiny Girls? Yeah. No. Let's do it. Let's let's get into what we're watching. I. I'm I'm super excited about it. Okay, perfect. So I didn't watch much this week. Okay. But what we watched was on HBO. Okay. And I hate to say it, but we started and have not finished Death on the Nile. Oh, okay. That's on HBO. HBO. The Gilgado. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Ann and I will go watch it right now. Yeah, we, we finished. <laughs> actually, although Chris has, Clarissa has to work in the morning, so maybe tomorrow night we'll finish. Yeah. Um, episode 182 we, we started. Okay. So far, really good. Awesome. So it's two hours. We're one hour in, and it's done in like that Bogart sort of a Queen of the Nile sort of a of a of a hmm. mix. Have you ever seen that Queen of the Nile with Bogart? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it very well, but yeah. So okay, it's kind of done in that, but it's color, of course. Mm-hmm. The color palette is what you would expect it to be from something from like the 30s. It's kind of like that. It's like a dark sepia. No, no, like a brighter sepia. Oh, like a bright sepia. Okay. Yeah, so like I, I would say like a bright sepia would be like uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay, I got you. Right, so it's it's or or like singing in the rain or something. Got yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like that brighter sort of color palette, you know, and saturated colors. Yeah, saturated colors. Yeah, maybe not sepia. I mean, but but the saturated colors. The acting is on point with like nineteen thirties forties. Film noir acting. Okay. Did they cut Army Hammer out or just out of the marketing? No, he's in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, okay. They cut they cut him out of a lot of the marketing for this movie. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> my opinion is he he's such a major player in the movie that you would have to scrap the movie. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like I was I, I was wondering how he was gonna play because the marketing has him very like off you know, off camera <laughs> throughout the marketing. So right. So we're we're excited to see that. I did not know it was on HBO right now. On point with Anne. I mean, she is it's it's a who done it. I mean, it's it's uh, Agatha Christie, uh, you know, yeah. who done it. Like everybody has a motive. Right. Everybody has a means. Everybody has a time. Everybody, you know, like it, it yeah, goes no. down like who like I said, we're an hour in. And all of a sudden, like, there's gunplay and there's, you know. <laughs> gunplay in the dark. Yes. Yeah, without giving spoilers. <laughs> however, we're not anywhere near where spoilers can happen yet. Of course. Yeah. You, they're all red herrings now. They're all. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Chekhov's gun comes into the whole thing, right? <laughs> like, the minute there's a gun on the table, the gun's in play. You know? And, I mean, it is. it is like every... Hollywood trope that comes into it, you know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's so far, it's really good. We're really enjoying it. 
Um, what we did was Tuesday we we started and we had some tough trainer workouts and we kind of missed a few things. And then Thursday the progression of our work the way our workouts were going. I'm like, there's uh-huh. no way we can pay attention. <laughs> so I said, well, we'll finish it this weekend, you know. And, and as the workouts went, it was so freaking brutal. There was no way we could pay attention. Not good for trainer fodder. Yeah. So the other thing we did on the trainer was uh, we got back to when it was really hard. Band of Brothers. Okay, right, right. Yeah, you said that. And Band of Brothers is easy, you know, because it's just a lot of people shooting in a village. You know who won the war. Even if you miss a little bit of dialogue. But I was telling Paul about it, you know, Trailer Junkie for Life, Paul Pasternak. Yeah. When when is he coming back on the show? Well, he was asking to come back on, (laughs) and he wants to do, like, a quiz show with us. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. Yeah, yeah. But he's a history teacher. Right. Okay. Like, let me start there. He's a history teacher. What kind of history? Uh, like world history. He does okay. government economics. You know, stuff like that. Whatever doesn't matter. Because I would love for him to quiz Audrey. Because she's you know she's AP Euro history right now, and she and next year she's she signed up to do AP. What is it called? She calls it A push. <laughs> well, well, can I say first he's special education history? So, oh, okay. so AP is a little bit out of his league, I'm sure. Not saying he can't teach it, but he doesn't teach it. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, he's he, he's a special ed teacher I work with. But anyway, so he, I'm asking him, I'm like, oh man, Band of Brothers. Like, I had no idea he never saw it. Right. Oh, really? Band of Brothers. Oh, it's amazing. And I'm talking about the book. I'm like, I read the book twice and all this. Uh-huh. So he's he, he asked, does it take place in the same like universe as Saving Private Ryan? I said, well, yeah, it's World War Two. Yeah. And I said, there's Storm in Normandy and stuff. And he's asking right, like right. Some other questions. And I said, you know, have you ever seen it? He said, no. I said, well, you've never seen it? Or I said something about it being like a true story. He's like, uh-huh. oh, it's a true story? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. He thought it was fiction. Oh, wow. So I'm just thinking, dude, these guys are like superheroes in like real life. No, no, totally. Band of Brothers is old. Like, I'm I, I'm not talking about the trailer, the show, the movie or anything like that. I'm talking about my friend who <laughs> thought it was <laughs> thought it was like fake or fiction or didn't realize it was like a real life thing. And I'm just like, dude, you're a history cheat teacher for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Anyway, if you can get kids, you can get kids interested in this with Saving Private Ryan and, and Band of Brothers, you know, if you got some. Yeah. Blown off legs, carrying your arm around like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> bewildered, bewildered, carrying your arm around. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. What have you watched? All right. So I, you know, Apple, Apple did this to me and uh, Apple TV Plus and they, you know, it was outshined by the slap heard around the world. Okay. But. Coda, man, Coda is the the best picture winner, and it's basically a you know a small town. It's on Apple. It's on Apple TV Plus. Okay, okay. It's a movie. It's about a deaf family with with a hearing with a normal hearing daughter, and the daughter basically has propped up their fishing business. You know, Marley Matlin's the mom, and then the Academy Award winner uh, for Best Supporting Actor is the dad. And they basically have this great fishing family, and it's kind of, it's not perfect. You know, nobody's nobody's like perfect. And, and the fact that she's hearing and becomes their, their translator to the rest of the hearing world has really put her in this bind where she becomes the only thing keeping them from, you know, failure in in, in the in this hearing world that is that is so hearing focused, so sound focused, you know, that, you know, they can get by, but they couldn't do their jobs. They couldn't function out in the world without a translator to help speak to them, speak their mind. But that's so cool because do you know what the last album of Led Zeppelin was? That's Coda, right? Yeah. Coda. But what does it mean? It means it's like the culminating works of music or like the um, uh, the concluding musical selection or something, right? Oh, okay. That makes sense. So with this movie, it doesn't sound like it's music, but it sounds like, well, sounds, listen to me, you know, like <laughs> pun not intended. But it sounds like Coda in this case is they finally get to hear something. Well, I think that's it. So it actually does have music. That's cool. I like the name. It does have music in it. And the girl does love music. It's her one escape. Mm. And and she has no one to share it with because 
she has you know a deaf brother and two deaf parents such a cool name for a movie yeah and then when she when she finally she joins choir you know on a lark for a boy and then she tells her mother that she loves to sing that she loves to do this and her mother scoffs at her and that scoff is just so grating and the and you know the daughter's like why would you you know why would why is that funny to you and the mother says if i was blind would you want to paint and it was like such a selfish moment as a parent, you know what I mean? And wow. And yet it's so like, you know, she's flawed as a parent, but she still loves her daughter. And there's there's many other ex- other expressions of, of how they love each other and stuff. So it's this beautifully flawed, realistic relationship in a family where nobody's perfect. Everybody's trying to do their best, but people are falling down, you know, in different different spots and different places for their weakness, you know? And it, so- it's a beautiful thing. It won the Academy Award. Right. Yeah. First time a streamer ever won on uh, the the best picture. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. See, all of this is overshadowed by the slap, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so I think Apple TV. This is the one thing that kind of breaks out of what we've been talking about as far as Apple TV kind of going for this quirky, dark horror thriller series kind of stuff. And it's it's kind of you know they found it at Sundance or they found it at some South by Southwest. I forget where they found it but they found it in the festival circuit they just snatched it up for 25 million bucks wow cheap and they and they had and they had a uh you know academy award in in what five years of producing stuff and and of course everybody's talking about how netflix must be you know hurting because they're like we they've spent so much time and money and effort trying to get you know quality well okay Let's deconstruct that for a second. Yeah. Apple sees a piece of art and they take it, they buy it, they provide it with a platform. Right. Netflix spends tons and tons and tons of money to develop what what we've talked about is a formula mm-hmm. to get the most eyeballs on the screen. Right. The most eyeballs on the screen doesn't necessarily make a piece of art. Right. It makes it extremely popular. It gets you good ratings. It contributes to a high level of of subscribership, but it's not art. You know, what's that one with uh uh Adam Sandler and where they had the <laughs> Mystery Day? No, Mystery Plane, something. Was it was it that? It was Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston and they had the guy with the rich boat and all this yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. the Ferrari and Yeah. So formulaic. It hits I like I like the movie. Oh, the movie was great. <laughs> I had it's a it believe me. Fun entertainment is a lot different than Academy Award winning best pictures. Right. Well, and look, I mean, go back to your board game behind you. You used Apple to describe what you what you felt is a quality level of of a product. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with the genre. It has all to do with the brand of what Apple means to you as a consumer. Like, you know, you know, and that's a good point, because it's like the the board game. They took a page out of Apple and said, you know what, we're going to put together like this game, but we're going to make it the best packaged game we can make it. So when people open it, like their mind's going to explode. And as I'm opening it, my mind is exploding (laughs) on how this thing is put together, you know, and and it like adds to the experience of, yeah, I spent with shipping and everything 130 bucks or something for a game. Yeah. And it sounds expensive, but it's like, my God, all this thing is it's like it blows your mind how beautiful it all it all comes together and i think netflix misses that point and i think they're playing to the largest audience possible with their formula which is fine they're out to make a lot of money but at the same time if they're looking to make an art house best picture i think you have to abandon the formula and just let the artist do his thing or her thing you know right and i think you know uh, here we go Tesla again, right? Oh boy! I, <laughs> I think Tesla is also this uh, this other thing where it's also no, not known for its quality per se. There's a lot of manufacturing defects that people complain about and people gripe about. Maybe because I just spend too much time looking at Tesla YouTube's. As long as it's not in the self driving part, I don't care what defects there are. <laughs> well, you know, right? Exactly. 
so like some of the body parts aren't like mounted properly and like one of the one of my doors was kind of like was uh mounted a little closer so it's a little subset oh i see on on the frame so when you close the door it, it closed but it was it it looked off you know sure I mean? yeah so i don't even remember that commercial what was it the one of the first lexus commercials where they have like a marble yes and they have the car on a pivot thing and they basically have the marble roll rolling on all the joints of the car i think it was a lexus i think so yeah it was all precision and I was just like, oh, you know, there's a couple. And I and now when I walk up to Tesla's around, but I'm like, but they're trying to do a different thing. You know what I mean? They're... You're like the dominoes fell. And then it's one of those things where like, the dominoes are going and then they just randomly stop. But there's like the whole set of dominoes left that, that, that right. didn't get triggered. Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, I think they're trying to do a mass market push. Right. So there's a certain sacrifice of production quality that you kind of have to live with and you kind of have to produce up to. Now, in cars, it's simple, right? It's not simple, but in cars, it's easier than art of media, you know, the media arts, because you can, you know, all you have to do is fine tune it and you can make the next three, the next Y better. And you can make these gigafactories more precision and you can you can tune fine tune precision into something that you're trying to produce in a mass market. Media can't be done like that, you know, and and like you're finding right now, you're on the fence about Netflix. You're on the fence about whether you want to keep it going as a, a streaming 10 streaming platforms that you're holding right now, you know, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it is it is a thing that I think maybe Netflix needs to like look at a different way. And and not that's not to say that they didn't have, you know, I think Roma was an Academy Award winner for foreign language. You know, I think they've definitely had tentpole like movies that are that are high quality. But I think they probably need a little bit of a shift in focus of, of what they're what they're trying to produce. Yeah. And not to get into the trailer, but we did uh, it, it met the cutting room floor of this episode. And that was Star <laughs> Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And that's a Paramount Plus show that's coming out right that goes back to the original series and has uhura and they really make a big deal of her and everything right but trailer aside and all that we're talking paramount and we did a paramount one last week and it's like a lot of these platforms are coming in at like five bucks six bucks whatever 5.99 6.99 yeah yeah and then you have netflix that's coming in at 15 16 dollars whatever it is right and what they're going to do i recently I recently read an article uh, in the news where they want to stop the sharing of passwords or, 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 or accounts right. with people who don't live in your home. Yeah. And it was weird. They're doing like these test runs, but one's like in Uruguay and one. And I'm just like, really? Like <laughs> nothing against people from Uruguay, but like. You're you're the test market for this, you know, to see how you react. I think Americans need to be there or Europeans because we're the ones that, you know, we kind of drive. I'm not saying your people in Uruguay don't watch Netflix, but like I think Americans drive these markets, you know. You're not going to get the reaction that you you can then extrapolate into, you know, Kansas City or, or Los Angeles or Philadelphia. You know what I mean? It's like you're not going to get anything like that. So, I mean... <sighs> I think you should geo geofence something and test it in Bismarck or test it in, you know, Miami or do something where you do you take a market in the in the United States, but there's probably laws against it where you can't do it to one part of the states without the other. But I don't know. There's gotta be a way around it. To get a feel for how people are gonna react. To get a feel for how an American is going to react. Or just do it and see what happens if, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> well, I you know, I think that I think that's what Rivian did and Rivian and got their ass handed to them. <laughs> Did you hear? Rivian, you know, the, the electric truck company, Rivian. Yeah. You know this company. Yeah. So they, te Tesla changes their car prices every, you know, what, six times a year. So every other month they're changing their car price or roughly about that. Rivian had a release and they released hundreds of vehicles, right? So not even thousands, not tens of thousands, not hundred thousands, th like hundreds of vehicles, I think. And then after they got those vehicles out, they said, you know, we're going to have to, you know, all those people that have reservations, we're going to jack the price up $15,000 on everybody. Wow. <laughs> Minimum $15,000 jack price jack. So 
40% said they were canceling it. Another 40% said they didn't know if they're going to cancel it. Rivian cited like the the cost of goods, the cost of goods that were put they're putting into it, the nickel for the batteries and all that stuff was going to drive it up even more than this 15, the 15% or 15,000 or whatever it was. And because all everybody was going to cancel, they said, "All right, we never mind. <laughs> if you have the reservation, you know, keep your reservation. We'll keep your at the old price. And then if you got rid of your reservation, you're more than welcome to take your reservation back." Well, it's like you're changing the rules in the middle of the game, right? So what they did basically by by kind of floating this out there and then <laughs> and then now pulling it back, they've destroyed the trust. And then they got rid of billions of dollars of revenue by saying, we aren't going to take the $15,000 that we need to make your truck, you know? So I think, you know, that's why you tested in markets that have no correlation. Right. Just to see like, oh, if we destroy the the Paraguay market, that won't affect our bottom line. <laughs> but if we but if we mess up Bismarck. It could ripple out <laughs> from from there. From, from the North Dakotas. Dakota, it'll just it'll <laughs> ripple all the way through to Key West, uh, yeah. Florida, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know. Anyway, so I was reading this, and what they were saying was they want to eliminate the the sharing outside of your home. Okay. Because anybody who like Netflix being like kind of the mega. I don't know what would you call it? like the the monster of the streaming services. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the biggest of all of them. Like anybody who streams already has a Netflix account. Yes. And of those people that don't, they're probably borrowing it from somebody else. You know, like right, right. And and I could say with certainty, like my in laws are on our account and my mom is on our account. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. And they're saying that if it's anywhere outside of your home, you can't watch Netflix. And I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, I own Netflix. I pay for Netflix. Mm -hmm. We go on vacation. Like, you know, we're going to go on a mountain bike race in Colorado or something. Yeah. And we have a couple of nights to sit around and I'm going to log in on the smart TV at the Airbnb. We always do. We always log in. Exactly. So just because my mom can't do the account, what makes it? I'm not in my house. How do you? know it's not me logging in yeah what what is this like back in the 90s when i had to call the credit card company to tell them i'm traveling so i could use my credit card no you still have to do that <laughs> yeah when we go to europe and stuff like i tell them yeah i still tell them like hey i'm going to europe like don't 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 cut me off just because i'm buying a coffee <laughs> or i'm getting a belgian ale or something you know whatever it is yeah yeah so anyway i mean when we look at at uh, the streaming services I, you know, I was thinking about pulling the plug on Paramount just for some of these Star Trek ones. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm going to do that, though, I mean, like, I think, what is it? Disney's, like, the retail price, not any special promos. The retail price is, what, like $6.99, $5.99? It's not expensive. You and I bought it so long ago. I think it's, it's coming up soon on the three years, though, right? I think it is. Yeah, I think it was, like, $4.99 for what we got. Yeah. Maybe it was lower, but... But even still, six ninety nine. It's still like really inexpensive for all that you get. Exactly, exactly. Hulu we put on the back burner because we just weren't watching it, and I think that's where Netflix is going. Paramount's like five ninety nine. When when you pause it, how long do they let you pause it? Do they tell you when you pause it? Uh, Hulu, yeah, or any of them. I think Netflix is indefinite. Hulu okay. was like three months. Oh wow! And it was like okay, I don't want it. I'm gonna pause it again. Oh no, you can't pause it. We are gonna so. Finally, I just outright canceled it. I'm like, when I come back, I come back. And then do they do they say you won't have your data from before? I have no idea. They don't. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know what you watched. You know, do you? Do you I mean, <laughs> I, I I think the Apple TV, the Apple TV Plus, the qual the quality of their content is great. But come on, Apple, like rem remember, you don't know where you left off because Severance is so. Uh... <laughs> emotionally such, draining such a, such a minefield of of that and and not only that like like the platform itself is just you know it's like an like a 20 year old itunes platform like it doesn't even have any you know like uh, the shows are great you know and it, it's great it'll play on my phone and my ipad and the computer like it'll go from device to device to device so you're saying you don't like the interface i don't like the interface yeah but i will tell you severance this week 
has brought me full on back into the fold. Okay, we'll have to do it, man. <laughs> wait, okay, Something... wait. Which episode? Um... Wait, wait till this Friday. And this Friday is the final episode of the season. So then you can just power through as much as you want. Or you could back it into the day so you could do it on. So you have however many episodes you have left to make Friday night your last one. So can I allude to a minor spoiler? Go for it, because I've seen it. I've seen it all. You've seen it. So you saw the the hanging in the... Yes. Yes. Okay, you did. Okay. So then we're probably... You have two more episodes, three more episodes now? We probably have two episodes to the end, yeah. No, no, two to this week. No, you might... I think you might be one ahead of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Did you, you saw Defiant Jazz? You haven't seen Defiant Jazz. What's that? That's the next episode, I think. Is that the name of it? Yeah. See, I don't pay attention to the names. <laughs> Well, you know, the names, I, I, I started paying attention to the names because they're very, they're very appropriate for the, for the content. Oh, okay. But there, this, this, there's something that is really, it feels like it's poking fun at Walt Disney. It feels like it's poking fun at my, by uh, my parent company here. Tell me about that. They, they quote the founder, they quote, they have his quotes up in their building. No other place has their quotes up in the building other than, you know, buildings that I work at. They have Walt's quotes all over the, the, the walls. You know what I mean? They give me a quote. Give me an example of a quote. Um, sometimes it's fun to do the impossible. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you know, tens and then, indoctrinated. And, and there's and there's a there's a whole archive that ba- ba- they put this is like five years ago they put out an email saying please if you're going to quote Walt Disney in public please consult us to make sure it's an official quote because there's a lot of misquotes oh, that are attributed yeah. to Walt Disney and we just don't want you guys to perpetrate the, the you know these these misquotes of of our great founder no and that makes sense I mean like. It's like everything is attributed to Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain and Einstein and Einstein, and Walt right. Disney. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. No, I get it. You know, it's that and that does make sense to me. So, but in the movie, well, not in the movie, in the show, the TV show, yeah. There's a number of quotes that are around that are Walt Disney quotes. Did I miss those? They're not quotes of Walt Disney, but they're quotes of their founder. Oh, okay, you're I see what you mean. And their founder they hold their founder in such high reverence. Right. Here's here's a here's a here's a Keir Egan quote. Let not your let not weakness live in your veins. <laughs> and it's up in there. I see it there. Yeah. You see this? Yeah. It's up in their office. And it's just yeah, it's it's amazing. They do they do some crazy stuff. There's a there's an Oregon Trail thing that goes on at the end of uh, one of her projects. You know how you know how the four of them sit in this this area, this you know the weird cubicle area. Yeah, the center of that sterile room. <laughs> and they're all doing something with numbers, and it's kind of mysterious. Drop the four. Drop the four. <laughs> right. <laughs> and apparently, so they're they're trying to meet quota. And it's so fun because this kind of it comes out on on the end of Q2 for us, right? It comes out, okay, you know, three three thirty one. So it comes out on four one, the, the midnight of three thirty one, and she's trying to meet quota. And basically, everybody else has met their quota, and we're just focused on the one new girl who has to meet quota. So it's almost as if the show is making is poking fun at the industry itself, poking fun at any any company that has a quota. Like you know what I mean? But for but for uh, on a quarterly basis. Well, yeah, right, right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, so it's fun, and it's and I and I told my very corporate. I told my team this week, I said, I had a, I was behind on some corporate uh, compliance training videos and I had already watched all of the uh, ser- uh, severance episodes, but I put it on in the background while I was doing compliance training <laughs> and it gave me a whole new like lens on what I was doing in compliance training. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you, you were, you saw the episode where they make her repeat that thing and they're like, how many times did you say 787 it? <laughs> times or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's just somebody had to be so inside baseball and maybe not Disney, you know, maybe maybe it's about uh, Lou Wasserman or some somebody at NBC or somebody else, you know, some other great executive. But it's just fun to see. And it goes it goes off the rails. Did you see Squid Games? You saw Squid Games. Yes. Right. It has little Squid Games 
throw to it at the in this last in the waffle episode. So okay, okay, I'll I'll check it out. So Defiant Jazz is 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 um, definitely amazing. And then now the last episode that we watched this evening, or... Squid Games, was insanity. Yeah, yeah. So let's just say they have um, a founder paper mache mask hood <laughs> that is very iconic, you know, very similar to. Have not seen that episode. So okay, you're ahead of me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I will I will let you catch up and then we will we will discuss after that. But Severance is great and it was so good that it overshadowed my my Wii Crash. So I missed Wii Crash for this week. Um but I have that to look forward to and now um yeah, so Ann and I are just finishing up Coda cuz we've been watching it over our lunch breaks this week. Okay, cool. Yeah, we, we might have to check that out if it's that good. I mean, I didn't It's really it's really nice. You know, it's funny. I mean, it's like, you know, like the news and stuff is YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's like people are feeding me like Will Smith. I'm like, I don't even care. Right. And everything I heard about it like from people at work and stuff, I'm like, oh, it's staged it's you know right. that's that's the first thing i'm thinking before i saw it you know and and i'm like okay whatever it it's being fed to me like a thousand ways from sunday so i decide to watch like a two minute thing and i'm and uh, when you hear the the slap hit you're like you know in the microphone and stuff you're like oh that was real <laughs> you know right and then of course you start like now hearing about how his wife has the hair loss and alopecia yeah yeah right alopecia and everything has the hair loss and all this stuff going down and then he just like loses his mind over it and then it's like she his wife says to him you better go like do something about this you know like kind of coerces him into it right and then you're just like god this just gets uglier and uglier well i mean the whole the whole thing about I heard I heard one of the one actress on the red carpet at an after party say, oh, you know, we're all actors and actresses. But to go after somebody's significant other, somebody's wife is kind of off uh, out of bounds. And I was like, does this is this person from Europe or something? Because, right. Like, yeah. How do you not know who Jada Pickett Smith is? And I'm sorry to say, I think with this incident and with the way that things are kind of unfolding it feels like to me now i don't i don't know any of these people so it's all right i'm, I'm only speaking for myself obviously um but it feels like to me that the the pinkett smiths or the smiths have now risen to kind of a kardashian status where they're kind of famous for famous sake you know what i mean and they kind of they had that tv they had that that tv show about the red table and they kind of aired their grief their family grievances around this red table and she talked about her infidelity as an entanglement and it's so egotistical that you could go up in front of like millions of viewers i don't know how many people were watching like 12 mil million or something yeah right you can go up in front of millions of viewers and just do this thing and your ego is so enormous that you think like you could be untouched right and i and i and i jokingly said i said um Maybe, you know, Will Smith has escalated to a, a white a middle aged man status like he he basically assaulted another man in public. He paid no consequence for it. He got he got an award later in the evening and then he partied after the party. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say he got no consequence. I don't think they knew exactly what to do with him at the time. Yeah. But I read later that they want to. They're investigating. And yeah, uh, no, they want to they want to kick him out of the academy. Right. Didn't he quit? He quit the academy. Well, OK. Did he quit or did they fire him? Yeah. He quit before they could. They could. Yeah. You're you're fired. No, no, I'm not. I quit, you know, but I don't know. But anyway, Ted, how'd your beer finish? My beer is finishing lovely. It has it has uh, maintained its separation of, of of flavors. Never once did any of the peanut butter really hit, but the chocolate chocolate fudge is just very forward in the whole thing. But it's eleven point five is too high of an ABV for the chocolate fudge to hide. <laughs> right. And there's not. I don't think there's a lot of. It says lactose in here, but I don't. I don't think there's a lot of lactose. Not that it's a flavor, but I think it lactose is the thing that helps coat the the alcohol. How how about yours? How how did how did yours do? Overall, the whole thing. I mean, throughout the the drinking process, you know, I mean, of of this past hour <laughs> and something. I just I just finished it. Okay. It started off mapley and coffee and bitter okay. and what you would expect from an imperial stout. Mm -hmm. As it warmed, 
it became extremely boozy and okay. alcohol. The coffee went on to the back end. The bitter went on to the back end, and it was like alcohol forward, and it was almost like drinking a glass of smooth bourbon. Right. Oh, nice. Okay. And like, I really enjoyed it because it's it's like if you had like a a, a smoky peaty bourbon, almost. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. It was. I'm still kind of every now and again the the glass pools a little puddle at the bottom and I lap it up because it's so good. <laughs> um, no, these are the kind of beers, man. I love brewing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be kegging a beer this week. So I have uh, an awesome stout that I that I have kegged. It's like seven and a half. It's not really high in ABV, but I love I love that when we were up there, you were trying to really figure out how we could get uh, you know a bottle off of your your latest brew. And I was like, next time, next time we could totally do it. <laughs> we're not figuring out how to get it off the off the keg i know how to do that it's just i'm trying to figure out how do i get it to you when we're where we were and we weren't home you know right <laughs> right right we're too we're too far away yeah and this one i'm going to keg tomorrow is going to be um well not going to be but it is uh it's a belgian ale so i i can't wait to see how it turned out i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be good um i make good beer you do Seasoned. You're a seasoned veteran. Yeah, I've been brewing now for, what, 12 years, 11 That's years, amazing. something like that. So I've been brewing a while. And uh, I, I I have one more recipe that needs to be brewed, and it's uh, a Pliny the Elder oh, nice. clone. But I said, Sandy, put me together, you know, an Imperial IPA. I want it to resemble uh, Pliny the Elder and all this stuff. So she <laughs> puts it all together. She makes a sticker. Puts a sticker on there and called it Sandy the Elder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that was my first time at the back room and I was. Was it really? I was, I was, I was very impressed. It was, it was, it was quite the wall of taps. <laughs> yeah. The wall of taps. You can't get in, but through the bookcase. Yeah. Yeah. It's the speakeasy. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, our membership got you in with. Oh, thank you. Yes. No, it was amazing. Like, like uh, price free, <laughs> you know, so it, it uh, hey, every time something like that happens, I feel like I've made a little bit of money. Oh, yeah. You totally did. You totally did. Yeah. So, no, it was a lot of fun, man. I'm glad you guys came. You got to see our one of our haunts. That's right. And uh, see where I get some of the show beers. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's such a, it's it's a tiny place, but it's such a cool place, though. Oh, it's perfect. Perfect size for what I mean. It has the tap to person ratio is almost one to one. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> it's a big it's a big board of beers and there there are some great beers there. So, oh, man, no, she can. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy can. Uh, I mean, her selection and her way of of finding these things you know it's like i mean i guess it's her job that's what she does you know and and luckily the front room is all locked all the coolers are locked because the door is (laughs) wide open it's this massive front door that's just wide open and no one's up front you'd think who would people just run in and steal beer well no and it and it's so funny because you know we we walked back with the whole family and and you know sandy was like oh yeah the kids can't come in so we walked the kids to the car to put them in the car to watch the movie and uh on our way out it's just the four of us in here in the in the front room and audrey says why do they leave all these beers unguarded like with the door wide open and bryce says they're all locked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. well, why does he know they're all locked? Because he's they're checking them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, these, this bottle logic cooler alone is worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> Dude, man. There are, like, I, I've looked at it and she's, oh, yeah, you know, like showing me the beers. And, yeah. you know, I've bought many of them. Yes. Whether that's good or bad, I have no idea. But <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. But I look at a cooler and it's like, oh, okay. And then I start doing like mental math mm-hmm. and I'm like, carry the one, three plus, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, wow, that's an expensive cooler, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but there was one beer and all I know is it has like the number three on it. It's a Belgian beer. It's a Belgian ale. Yeah. And I pulled it out and I was looking at it. I was reading the label and it's like a painted 
label and such. And I said, what do you think of this one, Chris? You know, and the other owner. Mm -hmm. And I said, and he said, oh, right now you're holding the most expensive beer we had. I said, or we have. I said, oh, wow. You know, like, how much is it? He's like, that's like 80 bucks a bottle or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, put that one back. (laughs) You know, like $80 (laughs) for a bottle of beer. Like, what the fuck? One one day, one day, Jimmy. One oh day. God, yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make sure like whatever I'm doing in the stock market hits the lottery, you know. <laughs> whatever. All right, Ted, let's get out of here, man. All right, have so, a good night. We can only do so much beer talk. <laughs> See ya. All right, later. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.